0: Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Suzanne Tuline about personal brand leadership. Suzanne Tuline, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast.
1: Thank you so much, John. I'm excited to come back.
0: Yeah, it's great to have you back. The last time we had a, an opportunity to talk about a wide range of topics and subjects, and perhaps we'll revisit some of those things a little bit today. Uh, but today we're going to be focusing on personal brand leadership. Uh, personal branding, I think, is super important. Uh, you are kind of a self proclaimed brand clarity expert. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you have a lot of focus in this area. Now, obviously, that that plays into our own personal brand. So me as a professional, how do I brand myself? Uh, How do I brand myself? um, You know, when I'm on the job market, how do I brand myself to others when I'm networking uh, on my team, etc. But I think there's also a broader application of this, this brand leadership. And that is thinking, as a leader of a team within an organization, how do I How do I create a narrative around what we are doing and what we're trying to create and then selling that that team brand or that organizational brand out to other key stakeholders? So we'll explore some of that as well as we jump on into the conversation. As we get started, I wanted to share Suzanne's bio with everybody with over two and a half decades of strategic communication, employee brand engagement and internal brand development. Suzanne Tuline's inside out brand building strategy creates the clarity and actions necessary for her clients to drive consistency, distinction, and advocacy long term. Because of her brand DNA approach is radically different, she is paving the way, companies and personal brands elevate their value position and actually reduce marketing costs while growing market share. She's co-founder of the Global Institute for Inspiration in 2011 and helped create the Most Inspiring Companies Report, now published by Forbes.com. As an international speaker and certified trainer, she thrives in front of live audiences and in virtual environments. Again, wonderful to have you back. Thank you so much for joining me. Anything else you would like to share with listeners by way of your background or personal context before we dive on in?
1: I think you've covered pretty much everything. (laughs) I got nothing.
0: (laughs) Okay, wonderful. And the last time we talked, I think it was in May, if I'm remembering correctly, Um, just in terms of life and career development, uh, anything to report on the last three, four months?
1: Oh, um, just a lot more podcasts that I've been doing because I did publish a book over COVID. That was my COVID quarantine project, that Personal Personal brand Clarity was the book. And so still kind of on the book tour uh, through these podcasts and um, helping really talk about the, the real differences between the, the subject of marketing or the function of marketing and the function of branding and, and clarifying what that is so people really understand the differences and they can leverage both to really get to where they want to be. Um, but it's been a lot of fun so far. And I, I, I love... I love being online, but my heart is on live stages and I, I can't wait to get back out there.
0: I know this, this past, uh, 18 months has been rough for, I, I guess I don't actually know, but I'm assuming you're an extrovert. Um, you yes. certainly like to be in front of people, um, when you're speaking. Um, and it, it's tough, you know. You know be, being sharing, you know, a nice conversation across a screen is still nice. It's nice that we have the technology to facilitate it, but we it's, we can't replicate the feeling of being in front of a crowd and having that interaction. It's just different.
1: You know, it's funny that you say I'm a, I'm a type A or I, I am a type A, and I am more of an extrovert than I am an introvert. But I tell you what. Uh, there are times when I need to be introverted.
0: Sure, sure. <laughs> and, yeah. You know, just for
1: downtime and refueling. I only have so much people fuel, but when I'm on stage, I am on and I give yeah. it all I've got. Right. So it's so funny. I, it just keeps making me think about this, uh, um, the astrology book that I have that you can pinpoint a day and, and year of your birthday. And they labeled my date and year that I am an a selective exhibitionist. (laughs) So, and it's so true because I will sit back in an, even a networking environment and in bigger groups and I'll just sit back and observe, right? And wait until I feel the time is right to step in and, you know, express what I need to express. But I'm not always on.
0: That's yeah, for sure. yeah. I, I was, I, we're, we're digressing a little bit, but this is an important thing to, to acknowledge. Uh, I was actually in a team meeting earlier today with, with my team, and kind of as an icebreaker question to the beginning of our meeting, we were just asking about, you know, do you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert? And without fail, every single person, you know, it, explained where they were on the kind of the spectrum of introversion and extroversion most of them said they were like 75 80 extrovert you know 25 20 introvert and then me and one other person were like the opposite where you know i'm like i'm i can be extroverted when i need to be but like i'm more like 20 25 extrovert 75 80 introvert uh and anyways we're all different we all you know in different situations different contexts we we tend to
1: to react differently yeah, brings up an interesting question: Can leaders be introverts? Can leaders be? Are all leaders extroverts? Right?
0: Yeah, and 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 that's a good question. There's actually a lot of research on this. That it's kind of the old um, stereotype that you know to be that charismatic leader, you have to be an extrovert. Um, but studies have shown that's not true. Uh, and and there's a wide range of different approaches and styles that leaders take. Uh, and what matters more is that. You have the ability to be adaptive and flexible, depending on the situation you find yourself in. So there are times that yes, a leader will have to show extrovert tendencies and and uh, have the ability to to network and interact and and influence and those sorts of things. Um, but yeah, I, people are on a spectrum, and uh, and and there's not a one size fits all the leadership for sure. Uh, and I, I think that's an important thing to to remember. And and frankly, you know that that connects back well to the the whole personal branding message, I Mm -hmm, think, because, you know, I I portray a certain image. Um, You know, I I do consulting work and things like this podcast, but I'm also a university professor. And so, you know, around campus, for example, I'm kind of known in different pockets in different ways. And it's funny sometimes when I hear from people um, who they only know me on campus in a more extroverted kind of a way and then they all of a sudden they hear me talk about how I'm an introvert or they observe me in a different context and they're like, "Huh, that's so weird." Um and the reality is, yeah, I, you know, I have a different role in different situations and so I play to um, you know, what's needed at the time mm-hmm. and and I have to be able to but I have to own that too. I have to be able to convey in my own personal brand to those around me in a way that can foster trust and and uh increase my ability to have impact and influence over others. And, and I have to be aware of like what other people expect, what other people um, are looking for. And that feeds into my, the narrative that I try to create around myself as a leader, or as, you know, someone working collaboratively with people either around campus or with other companies as a consultant or whatever the case may be.
1: That's a great segue into three key questions I always ask in the very beginning of my workshop um, for my my personal brand leadership workshop. And the first question is, how would you describe your unique leadership style? Like what are the words you would use to bring about um, an understanding of your personality traits that you infuse into your delivery of leadership, right? That's a great one for people to really start thinking about because a lot of them have never really flushed that out. Like, what is my style? And in in my program, it's called brand style, right? Your personal brand leadership style. And then the second one is, you know how would you answer the question, why should I follow you, right? That's another great one. And then the final one is, is a little more fun is if your leadership brand had a tagline, what would it be? knowing that a tagline is really just the with them statement, the what's in it for me, if I were to follow you, like, what is that? So, you know, if you come up with something like that, it, it becomes almost like a little bit of a mantra for yeah. you as a leader. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I really like those questions. That's a good way. If, 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 for anyone listening, if you haven't kind of thought about your own brand leadership in the past, if you haven't thought about how you portray yourself to others in the past, you just kind of go about your, your day, you go about your job and you just kind of hope that you have the impact that you want to have. Um, you're not alone. Like I I think a lot of people don't really think about this, uh, specifically, um, but, but it's worth taking the time to consider. It's worth, it's worth really just like we have strategy, you know, that we use for all different types, all different aspects of business. And, you know, we talk about culture in our teams and we, you talk about all these things, um, and we have strategic approaches where we're going to try to implement certain things uh the same goes with our our personal brand our leadership brand and how we convey ourselves to others to key stakeholders and i and i really like your question as you were asking those questions i was thinking about you know what's my how would i define my leadership style and you know i'm a big believer in servant leadership um i i like the idea of kind of zen leadership uh you know and And so, you know, Zen servant leadership, I suppose, if I was forced to like put it into like a short little phrase uh, Mm -hmm. is probably how I would uh, convey myself. But then the question is, would people know what I'm getting at if I describe myself that way?
1: Yeah. And it's not necessarily for you to describe yourself that way, um, but for you to show up that way. Yeah. yeah. It's installed in how you deliver what you deliver through all the the strategies and, you know, the tactics that you want to get across to your teams. But, um, you know, if you don't have this information really defined and you're not clear on it, then you become more of a reactive leader and not of a proactive, very thoughtful, um, compelling, you know, uh, authentic leader because you're just reacting to these external things going on around you versus, really bringing yourself out into the leadership that you want to create.
0: Yeah. And and that's a really, really important point. I think um, to be an effective leader, you have to build relationships of mutual accountability and trust. And for people to trust you, you have Mm -hmm. to be authentic and you have to be consistent. Uh, That doesn't mean you can't, um, you know, obviously there are different audiences, there are different stakeholder groups that you have to be different with different groups at times and and portray you know you have to act certain ways within different contexts that everyone gets that but you have to drive authenticity in how you interact with your people over time you have to be consistent um largely otherwise people won't see you as credible they they will see you uh as uh as what, what what's the term i mean certainly uh, wish washy reactive—I guess—is what you said. That that you're really just responding to the moment. You know, make, I, I'm thinking of one leader in particular um, that I've worked with extensively. Um, many good attributes, but kind of people consider him to be kind of a go after the low-hanging fruit, whatever is the most convenient. Um, and yeah. you know that 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 undermines his ability to be effective in other areas. Um, because that's his brand. Like over time, people just know him as, you know, if it's if it's advantageous in the moment, he'll do it. Uh, mm-hmm. If it's not, you know, he'll tell you one thing one minute, and then a day or a week later, he'll completely switch because no longer is it politically advantageous for him to do that or to support it. And it doesn't mean he's a bad guy. Many leaders do the same thing. But on, over time, that has become his, his brand, how he's known uh, amongst his people. And that's problematic. Uh, and, well, and unpredictability
1: so, and so, is a is a big um, area where you cannot have the you cannot develop the trust.
0: I'm excited to announce the publication of my new book from HCI Press, Bluer Than Indigo Leadership: The Journey of Becoming a Truly Remarkable Leader. and explore those ordinary everyday actions that will help you respond to an uncertain future and produce extraordinary results for individuals, teams, and organizations.
1: But then there, there is something to be said for, you know, in terms of brand or assigning meaning. Remember, brand is Branding is all about assigning meaning. So if I am acting this way over and over and over again, and I am unpredictable, then that does become my brand. But it's hard for people to trust that because they don't know what, what's going to happen, right? So they're, they're, yeah. they're walking on eggshells or, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. People end up walking on eggshells. And, and the reality is, whether you like it or not, you have a personal brand. It's just like when I, when I talk to people about culture, yeah, some people are like, ah, company culture, you know, it's an elusive thing. Does it really matter? Should we put time and energy into it? Like, well, yeah, you better because a culture will emerge. And if you're not like thoughtful about it and strategic about it and, and trying to put in place a positive, healthy culture, what will, inevitably happen is a culture will emerge. It'll just be toxic and unhealthy. Um, and, and the same thing, and the same thing happens with, with branding and with your, with your personal leadership brand is it, you will have one, one will emerge. And the question is, are you helping to, um, create the meaning and the narrative around how others perceive you, or are you just allowing it to, to kind of naturally happen, um, without, helping to shape it. Right. And, and it's not about, it's not about manipulating people's perception. It's, it's just about being wide-eyed and understanding about how you interact with people consistently over time. It does create a message. It creates a story and people will latch onto that. And once, once that story is created, it's hard to change, it's it's hard for example to change a company culture once it's established and ingrained and kind of embedded it's hard it's really hard to change it same thing with the way people perceive you and what your brand your personal brand is once that's created it's it's a hard thing to change it takes way more effort after the fact to kind of shift it and rehone it than it would if you just from the beginning you have your focus you have your approach you stay consistent and over time you you can really build a reputation, you know, someone, you know, whatever the reputation is you want to build, I suppose, but a reputation of integrity, a reputation of reliability that people can trust you, right? And I think that's what most leaders would want so they can have more influence.
1: Absolutely. It's all about being more conscious, strategic, and deliberate versus um, oblivious and just reactive in the moment. I mean, there is such a a much of a deeper understanding from, from your team's As to who you are, when you can deliver that in a conscious way and very strategic and deliberate. But when you talk about the culture thing, um, you know, I always say good news is you already have a brand. The bad news is you already have a brand. Right. right? (laughs) And It's the same with culture. The good news is you already have a culture. That's great. Awesome. But is the culture that you want? Because bad news is you have a culture. (laughs) and what is it, and is, you know, is it in alignment with the core values of the organization, and when you're a leader within an organization, you have to, hopefully, you've taken that position because you have a resonance and congruency with the core values of the organization, right, so you want to take those, the strategic initiatives that they've Uh, Decided, you know, higher level decided for you as a leader to push down or push around or install into the hearts and minds of your employees, and you have to own it. You have to believe in it. You have to own it, and you have to you have to walk the talk and deliver on that particular um, initiative or the the brand promise, is what I might say. But um, you know, all of the things that you're talking about in terms of um, consistency, authenticity. those are two of the three most powerful attributes of a successful personal brand leader uh, from the internal piece. And we talked a little bit about that in the first podcast, where that internal piece is all that inward thinking, if you're able to control everything that you do and walk the talk and say, right, versus how you actually go about infusing that in your deliverables as a leader is the external piece. But you cannot be consistent and you cannot be authentic unless you know what to be consistent and authentic to. And that's the branding piece. That's where I'm gonna sit back and I'm gonna, okay, I'm gonna brand myself by uncovering my core values, my brand style attributes, what makes me truly different? Um, What are my standards of performance that I live by every day, right? Um, All of these things, what's my mantra? What am I promising to deliver? And when you, we put all those pieces together, it really shapes the nice construct for me to then step into and install into my way of being every single day. It's, yeah, it, that, it seems that, easy, but it's,
0: it, well, no, it's not easy. Yeah. Um, it's I know simple,
1: I, but it's not easy.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I, I say that a lot, you know, I, I think it's one of those kind of constant refrains that I say on this podcast is it's not rocket science. Um, but it's it's hard to do because you have to be consistent. And then doing anything, executing anything well consistently over time, is tough, right? Because yeah. we're human beings. <laughs> and, and, okay. you know, we're fallible, and, and we just, our, our attention gets distracted. And, you know, so it's just, it's hard to do. And nothing you just said is rocket science, but it, it is challenging. So what would you say to anyone listening who's thinking, yeah, this all makes sense? Yes, I know I need to do better. I need to be more deliberate. Uh, I need to be proactive about kind of creating you know that my personal brand and leading out and helping to brand my team so that i can also help them you know to be more impactful in the organization what what are some of those first steps that that someone needs to do to start really leading out in their personal brand
1: well when you uncover a set of four or five personal ba- uh, brand values then you create that construct of that guiding principle that you want to step into and stay within that realm. I mean, core values is people, you know, it's amazing how many companies have a set of core values, but they put them on in a book on a shelf and put them away and they never talk about them. They're not infused in their narratives. They're not infused in their cultures, their systems and processes and operations. And they are so valuable to really um, make decisions based on what the, the set of core values are. That's how you create culture right that's how you create uh, your own way of being i mean i can i can be inundated with a bunch of decisions that i have to make as a leader but i'm going to pull out my core values and review how i've defined them and is this a fit does it resonate with me and how or how would i lead my team into this through the the filters of this core value or core values right so core values are you know i think they're understated in terms of the importance of them because it it really provides people something to hang their hats on you know from you yourself as a leader but to your team too when you believe in this you can instill this in them and they can all behave that way and that's that's kind of your backbone for your reasoning to to bring them along when you're enlisting so the three external pieces versus those internal pieces Uh, the external pieces are enlisting, equipping and engaging. So you first have to enlist. You have to enlist the belief, your narrative into the hearts and minds of those people that you want them to follow, you, right? So that's in and of itself a process. So how are you going to go about enlisting that where you've got to think about the initiative that you're trying to lead upon. And then you got to think about those core values and then you infuse that in through the initiative and you could create a narrative for them to truly understand the connection and why they should believe this is true or that this is important for them and the company. So Yeah, yeah, just one piece.
0: Very well said. And as you were describing these core values, One of the things I think about is, and it comes back to your point about most organizations have a mission statement, a value statement. They have their core values and they're probably up on the walls, up on signs and banners, on the website, whatever. The question is, is it just something you proclaim and it's just kind of stated and then kind of set aside or is it actually embedded throughout everything the organization does, right? And so as an individual, as a leader, I need to also think about my core values and think about them more than just something I can like pin on my cork board next to my desk, you know, to remind me that's great. I mean, it's good to have those reminders, but like, what is it at my core, what are guiding values that will guide my decision-making, that will guide my interactions with people around me, that when I'm in those difficult moments, those challenging situations, um, that's when the values really come out, right? When Mm -hmm. everything's easy, Mm -hmm. you know, we can all play nice in the sandbox when everything's easy, but as soon as things start to get challenging, limited resources, scarcity, um, people butting heads, miscommunications, whenever anything di- gets difficult and you have mm-hmm. ethical dilemmas or, mm-hmm. or people challenges or whatever, that's where your values really show. And so mm-hmm. you need to have core values in place that are actually going to guide your behavior, guide your interactions, guide what you say and do. Uh, and that will become your brand. That will become how other yeah. people see you uh, in terms of how you consistently do those, those things in those those defining moments, right? right, um,
1: right. It's, it's really about creating tangibility. So you have, you let's say you're a leader who values collaboration, really, and you really understand the power of collaboration. So your actions and behaviors are really going to showcase how you go about valuing coll- coll- collaboration with your teams and your cultures. Let's say you've got a, a team of people hardly ever meet before you stepped into this role right you're going to shift that big time you're going to start creating little brainstorming sessions you're going to have huddles every day you're going to you know create idea boards i mean all kinds of things to grab that uh, wisdom that you know your team has through collaboration you're going to use it in your narrative you're going to you're just going to it's just pandora's box opens up when you're crystal clear on what you value and that's just one core value right you could have a set of three or four more of those. And then you start to shape how you, again, go about delivering what you deliver as a leader.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Suzanne, it is been a real pleasure i'm noting the time we're getting close to the end of our time again the, it flew by just like the last time you were on the podcast um and i appreciate all the insights that you've provided before we wrap up today i wanted to give you another chance to share with listeners how they can get connected with you uh find out more about the work you're doing find out about your book and anything else that you would like to share and then give us a final word on the topic for today
1: Wow, I would say, okay, so I am at brandascension.com. I have a personal, elevate your personal brand leadership workshop that I'm, I'm um, delivering inside organizations for their emerging leaders and te- sales teams and those types of, of groups of people that is just fun and um, experiential and a, a very insightful, <laughs> eye-opening and i'm on facebook of course my book is on my books are on amazon brand dna is my first book um, for corporate branding and then my personal brand clarity book just uh just uh, you know published that in october and that will be, that's also on amazon um i'm not trying to think of a a thing to say to you as my last my last <laughs> moment i would say um the, the level of your success is inextricably related to your level of self-development is what I would say.
0: Uh, that's an excellent last word. Excellent. <laughs> Thank you so much, Suzanne. It's been a real pleasure. I encourage listeners to reach out, to get connected, find out more about what Suzanne and her team can do for you. Check out her books, check out her resources. So many great things that you do to help and support people in their own self-discovery, and their own, um, personal and career development. Uh, And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. the alchemy of truly remarkable leadership, ordinary everyday actions that produce extraordinary results.